Welcome to KC Corner, episode 94. 94. We're, hey, we're getting closer to that century mark. We are. It's and closer. The, the century mark, we're going to do something really special for it. Yeah, we got to figure <laughs> Maybe out. Maybe live studio audience. And we want to have the audience continue to give us ideas of what to do. So thank mm-hmm. you for streaming in all the ideas so far. Mm-hmm. We've yep, gotten Exactly. None. We'll have Gracie and Zoe <laughs> up here for episode 100. Oh, It'll yeah. It'll be, be a big episode. That's awesome. I thought you might <laughs> we say Gracie. I was thinking Grace Hooper. You know, our, our <laughs> she can come fan. down. That's fine. She that can be, be our 100 episode guest. That, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. We got, we got to figure something out. Well, before we started, you said, I'm going to throw you off with something. And then I asked what, and then you sort of told me and then said start. Well, here, so exactly. So it was awesome. So this week, uh, Brooks sent me an article. It actually came from Tim Keller, but it was written by a guy named B.B. Warfield. And B.B. Warfield was one of the famous theologians, uh, professors at Princeton back in the day. Back when Princeton, Princeton was at was one time the greatest seminary in America. Uh, still a seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, but Yale, Princeton, Harvard, they all were training ministers. And so you sent me a little article about, you know, hey, Christ is our redeemer, but he's also the one we're to imitate. And, and uh, I was just curious, you know, tell me about what you thought of that and, uh, you know, what made you send it and what made you look at it? Uh, it was just something I saw on Twitter that Tim Keller tweeted out. And uh, it was a article that I thought it was like eight pages long. Turns out it's like really small font. It turned, it was like 33 pages yeah, in a yeah, book. Yeah. And so I kind of got halfway through. I'm like, all right, I got to finish this. And it took like 30 or 40 minutes to finish Good reading. For you, Brooks. <laughs> hey, first of all, I love that. You're a finisher. You always have been. You know, I, I, I think about you throughout your career, even when you had a baseball injury, you know, you didn't let it sideline you. You finished, you came out, you, you got on there. So you finished really well. And I really mm-hmm. admire that. And you did better than I did because I, I brought it with me. I, I printed it out. Um, I ran out of paper, so I was printing everything out on cardstock. You probably noticed that on Sunday. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, so, yeah. so it was an expensive printout, but I, I uh, printed it out, and I and I brought it, and I started reading it uh, right before I went to sleep. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so dense. This oh, is, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So so I started, I was going to go to dinner, and I started reading it, and I was like, ah, oh, it's only eight pages. Like, I'm yeah. like it's thir- 20 minutes later. I'm only through four pages. Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. It's some deep stuff, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so Tim Keller tweeted it out. It was a link. I had emailed it to myself and went to read it later. I um, gotcha. It was very dense, like you said, and a dumb person like me can't no, exactly summarize it. You're so, you're so smart. So <laughs> the, the one thing that did stick out to me, it kind of talked about doing things yourself and like giving yourself self-discipline and, you know, kind of being Pharisee, like looking down on others. He's like, that is not Christianity. That's called being a monk, which is not exactly being a Christian. Um, it's it's just relying on yourself saying, like, I can't do this, this, and this, um, right. instead of relying on someone else, you know, with wow. the grace and knowledge of themselves. It's such a mystery of relying on somebody else, you know, trying to figure out a life of dependence. You know, what does it look like for a Christian life? You know, because we want to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. And anytime you think of growth, you think you're going to be more independent. You're going to be more strong. You're going to be more figuring it out. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, this Christianity journey is pretty amazing because the longer you go, the more you're dependent. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the opposite is, is I watched Jesse, our oldest, with her three children, three and under. I mean, they're so clingy. They're so needy. They're just completely uh, need mom for everything. Uh, but, you know, the goal is that, that she'll one day be able to kind of set them off on their own, you know. But mm-hmm. with Christianity, it's not like one day we'll be set off on our own. That We're going to always need uh, Jesus more and more. Mm-hmm. And the exact quote, I just brought it up right here. 
Our self-abnegation is thus not for our own sake, but for the sake of others. And thus it is not to mere self-denial that Christ calls us, but specifically to self-sacrifice. Not to unselfing ourselves, but to unselfishing ourselves. Self-denial for its own sake in its very nature. I can't pronounce this word. Ascetic? Yeah. Ascetic, I got it. Uh, Ascetic monkish. It concentrates our whole attention on self self-knowledge, self-control, and can therefore eventuate in nothing other than the very apotheosis of selfishness. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on to talk yeah. about that with words that uh, I struggle with. Oh, yeah. and actually, I may cut all that because this is the actual quote I was thinking of. Uh, no, don't cut it. That was really good. You know, the aesthetic really is like they do it for appearance, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, so it's, it's really interesting. Uh, what he's trying to say there, but get, get, let's, let's hear the and, next and one. And the last sentence here, self-denial thus understood will make us cold, hard, unsympathetic, proud, arrogant, self-esteeming, fanatical, overbearing, cruel. It may make monks, it may make monks and stoics. It cannot make Christians. Wow. So that was the quote I was thinking. Yeah, of. I love it. He don't, don't, don't that, that's awesome. I loved all of that. So, wow. So it's just not about self-denial. It's mm-hmm. about losing selfishness. Mm-hmm. Huh? So that was, that was the part that probably stuck out to me the most with that. That's a good part. Man. And then there, there's plenty of other parts in there. Yeah, yeah. So we can uh, we can put a, the link somewhere for people to read. I don't oh, know. That's, we'll, that, we'll, yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, where. yeah. That, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> we'll I love let you that. Know where. You know, one of the things about King's Chapel as a new church is we got we got great resources like you, Brooks, and things that have done. And you know, for JP and Kyla to be able to do our photo booth on Christmas Eve and to come up with a QR code where. People can just take their phone and, and you know get immediately linked to our website that can mm-hmm. give us the information and that we can there go to a, a photo gallery that they could download. I mean, I mean it all worked very seamlessly. Um, we could have maybe promoted it a little bit better, but I, I just love that fact. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's like you you could have asked me to send somebody to the moon as easily <laughs> as put it together a QR code and do all that stuff you know so uh, everyone looked awesome. great on Christmas Eve by the way too yeah, yeah. I was stocking the pictures when they came out so oh, they, awesome. they came out great they did come out great <laughs> good Instagram was, material for oh everyone gosh, out there yeah, for sure I love it which was fantastic <laughs> it's all about the kids the kids look great too all kids look up. great <laughs> hey I tell you what speaking of looking great how about how amazing uh, the the auditorium looked and. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the generosity from some amazing uh, King's Chapel members of all those trees and the manger and everything that was donated for us. And uh, mm-hmm. I was so proud of our church. I mean, again, in a hopefully in a, in a Christian way, pride. You know, it was like, wow, look look what God has done through our church. It was pretty cool. Yeah, transformed that public school into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Which I, I went, as you know, went to a small high school and everything. Did right. go to a big college, UCF. But right. when I walked in there, it's there's like a quad. Like it's a college. Oh my goodness, like it's crazy, it, isn't it's it? It's like as big as Rollins. It's I know. crazy. So it's then so just true. having an, a big auditorium like that on campus at a high school uh, threw me off a little bit. Well, hey, how many students does Rollins have? Uh, I want to say like 25. Like twenty five hundred, three yeah, that's, 2, that's exactly it's a size. I think they're yeah. twenty six hundred. Yeah. So that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. we're we're way down some rabbit holes now. We are. <laughs> All right. So what I meant to say. So you know, this last Sunday, Brooks it was, uh, you know, that that in between time of in between Christmas and New Year's, mm-hmm. and really uh, thought it would be a great time to to pull out a, a theological nugget of living in the now and not yet, mm-hmm. or. Uh, you know, the, the already and not yet. It's sometimes it's called, and it's the reality that we live in between two appearances of God. And so uh, in Titus chapter two and three, it mentions 
that the, the, the our Savior has come and salvation has come. And, and there's this great passage in chapter three, like verses four through seven, that describe our salvation, that we have been regenerated through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not by the works that we do. And it's it's such a it's it's such a beautiful theological statement. I mean it's one of those ones of wow, look at that. I mean, this is really all the grace of God that saved us. But it also talks about a longing of the of the appearing of the glory of God, you know. So the grace of God appeared and we got salvation. Now there's a glory that's to come. And we live in this in between. And I, I think I think that most people are like me in this is that as Christians Sometimes you get a little confused. Why is it this hard? Sometimes you get confused, like, shouldn't it be easier or shouldn't I be further down the road or why am I still struggling with this? And, and you know, you start wondering, okay, either something's wrong with me, which, yes, there's something <laughs> wrong with all of us, or there's they're missing something of God's promises. And, you know, from that position, some really bad things have been birthed. I mean, some... Uh, some, some of the prosperity gospel would say, well, you're not praying hard enough, Brooks, or you're not giving enough, or you, you aren't doing something enough. You're not, you're not sowing the seed of God's blessing enough. You know, God wants to bless you and he's, he's this right there and man, you're messing up because you're not doing enough. And that's so the man centered, you know, that's, that's go back to that BB Warfield quote. I mean, we you're not really selflessly denying yourself. I mean, if you're supposed to be sowing a seed for the greater blessing, I mean, are you really doing it for you or God? It's kind of like that story I told that that Spurgeon talked about with a carrot, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the guy who gave a king a carrot and got all this land. And somebody else said, well, gosh, for a carrot, you get land. What, I, what will I get for a horse? But he gave the horse for himself to see what he would get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to... Uh, be able to say, "Hey, we live in this now and not yet," and and don't be don't be surprised of living in between because that's where we are. We're in this in between, and uh, we we should expect a longing and we should expect an ache. And so, um, yeah, God was gracious. I mean, listen, the back story that people get on Casey Corner is that, hey, you know what? Uh, after Christmas Eve, you know, my body was physically tired, pretty <laughs> sick, and and you know. You know, you have Christmas Day and then you turn around and you preach again. And there wasn't a lot of time to get back and going. But that's one of those ones I really felt like God put on my heart and mm-hmm. and said, hey, um, th- this this is what I want you to share. Yeah. And I love the, and I think you have it above your door somewhere or something, but the, perhaps today. Um, yeah. It, it, could, it could be today. And yeah. it's, it's such a simple quote and it's so powerful at the same time. Well, it is above the door, and again, that I, I, was attributed to uh, Spurgeon as well, and and it really was the thought of, hey, I, who knows when Christ is going to come back, but perhaps it's today, so let's live our lives as if this were the last day, and you know, uh, there, there's certainly a mentality of, if you have that thought, and although it is above my door, <laughs> probably nine times out of ten, probably 99 times out of 100, I walk right by it, you know, <laughs> but it's that reminder of... Hey, perhaps today, you mm-hmm. know, the final curtain could fall and it's not going to end well for those who don't know Christ, but for those who do, wow, it's going to be glorious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And talking about Christmas, it was a long week between Christmas Eve service and had some other Christmases to celebrate. Yeah. I was, I was wiped out on Sunday and Monday. I bet you were. <laughs> I was too. I really was. So, and you know, and, and then let me just throw in it a little bit too, is Christmas Eve, I was... So encouraged. I thought our, our worship team sounded fantastic. It was great having Anna Wright Ramos, actually Anna Briegel, she's not married, mm-hmm. uh, sing for us. And she was so, so good. And 
I was so proud of our Chris and JP and, and, and those in the back in the tech area because new system, new stuff, you know, streaming with new equipment. It was seamless. It was, it was fancy back there, too. It I walked back. They had some nice yeah. cameras and yeah. all, all sorts of Did nice you see computers. my mic that it had taped Oh, yeah. You looked like Justin Bieber, uh, like a yeah, little yeah, pop little star. Little Justin Bieber. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, uh, But anyway, you know, and for that one, it was God gave us a son, you know, and, and I, I really felt like God was wanting me to communicate listen, this is how much I love you. You know, I, I gave you a son, you know, I gave you a son to save you and I gave you a son to adopt you. And that's, it's hard to, hard to beat that kind of love. So that mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, and I, I felt like God's spirit was, was empowering that. And I, you know, I, I felt bad enough that I was coughing and I hated the fact that I could feel it coming. There was this, mm-hmm. like this tickling yep. coming. Like, oh, your eyes start tearing up yeah, a little yeah, bit, like, trying oh, to hold back gosh, the cough. Please. I'm not done. And then my sweetheart wife brought me some water and, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I didn't even know you felt bad. You're walking around. You didn't seem to be in bad spirits or anything oh, like gosh. that. And then after like the second cough, I'm like, okay, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard him cough before. That's, that's funny. Well, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was probably a, a, some, well, it was pride as well. Cause I mean, I was like, I was kept telling myself it's, it's Jordan flu game. Right? So, uh, you know, <laughs> So uh, if he could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Oh golly! And that has nothing to do, but by God's grace, he got me through. So which was which was good. So going towards uh, entering into the new year, yeah. First first service in the new year. The first service we're gonna have communion, which is great. And uh, what I hope to say, uh, you know, honestly, uh, I I don't know exactly. I mean, I was gonna talk about just a restart every year and how are we gonna restart our year with good Christian habits and what are we gonna do, but. Um, you know, here it is, it's Wednesday morning and, uh, I'm not exactly sure. Come Sunday, so yeah, see what happens. This is, so, this is how you get the good stuff yeah, right exactly. here. This is why you listen. It's like so true. <laughs> but, uh, then starting on the ninth, I, I'm going to do a series in January on the church. And I believe the title is going to be called the glorious body of Christ. That's kind of a quote out of first Corinthians 12. that talks about how we are all connected to one another and we're all connected to Christ. But, you know, January is going to be a big month for King's Chapel as we transition to officers and we kind of move into a new season, a big new chapter. Um, you know, I, I felt like, again, let's just kind of put under the microscope again, what is it, the church? I mean, who are we and what are we to do? And so that will be from the 9th through, I think it's like the 30th. What's what's the last day uh, of January? Sunday, I can't remember, but it gives us four weeks. And then... Um, then there's also what I what I, uh, I I fairly recently read through Habakkuk, and uh, uh, it's a short little minor prophet, and uh, I was just so struck by it that I felt like, hmm, I want to preach through this, mm-hmm. and so um, I started to start collecting uh, uh, some books, some some commentaries, and uh, so I have to I have to get time. I think as a church planner, one of the things I realized is. I don't have study weeks. I used to have in my schedule two weeks a year where I would go away and plan six months or beyond of preaching. And so I kind of always had a running kind of know where I was going big picture wise. And uh, we've done some of that for King's Chapel, but I've kind of, and I, I got some ideas like typically January is uh, uh, I want to do something topical, something. And then in starting in February through Easter, I'll do a book and then, you know, then after Easter, you start heading into summertime and you do something, a smaller book and stuff like that. And then you get through uh, through summer and then in the fall, do another book, maybe one in the Old Testament, one in the New Testament and kind of 
you know, it's like preparing a meal for a family. You know, what's a really good balanced meal throughout mm-hmm. the year? I mean, how are we going to feed people and not just go to the go-to verses that you love, but how do you teach them the Bible, you know? And so, so that's, that's got to be done. And I, and I love where we are, Brooks. I mean, King's Chapel is a church that's a little over two years old. I've preached through Genesis. I've, I've preached through some sermons in Exodus. I mean, that's early on stuff. Uh, I've preached through some stuff on the Psalms. Uh, uh, I've done Revelation. I've done a little bit of the Book of Acts. Uh, we've done the I Am of John. Uh, so First Timothy. Uh, First Timothy. Uh, thank you very much. It was so, uh, which has been so so key. So, you know, we we've covered a little bit of ground here mm-hmm. in a little bit of time. So working, it's working our way through. A lot, yeah. lot more to come too. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> so true. So King's Chapel updates. You kind of just hit on a bunch of them. I, I'm looking here at your table. You got a couple uh, one year Bibles and the one that you're going to be doing this year. Yeah, there's one I'm giving away to a men's uh, club member that asked me for him. So I got to get that to him uh, this week. And so, uh, which which is a, a joy and look forward to that. But um, also, um, yeah, some updates. So the big thing is is. This week, we'll have communion, and we're going to have all the King's men kind of get back into it. Then the ninth, we're going to have a congregational meeting and a dinner, and uh, we'll be voting on officers that day. And we have a new uh, Casey Family Connection coming up. Um, it'll be the third Friday, I think, in January. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me see. I'll filibuster. He's walking over to his calendar, uh, checking no, it out. The 20th. Uh, 21st. The 21st is going to be our Casey Family Connection, and that's going to be uh, um, our next chance for people to join. And I'm excited. We already got a good group of folks that look like they're ready to go, and, and uh, uh, it should be a great month. Great month indeed. Yes, 2022. 20, sounds weird. 22. That does sound weird. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what? I hope 2022 is awesome. It's starting off a little slow with this, you know, just the world and COVID still, but. Man, do I long for a little bit of a respite from this COVID world of ours. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully it's coming. Yeah, I hope so, Brooksy. Perhaps no, today. Perhaps today. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank see you, you Sunday. Brooksy.